Yowie wowie! My name's Eric Goldstein. Welcome to Respect to Combat. We got a hell of a show for you today. Stay tuned. Woohoo! And what's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of that Respect to Combat podcast, episode 140. If you've made it this far, we appreciate you all taking a listen into our daily rants that we like to have. We have a lot to cover this week, honestly, just with mainstream highlights alone. We have like 17 different topics to go over. But with all that being said, what's up, Trico? What's going on, everyone? Got a lot to go over this week, don't we? Oh, yeah. With that being said, should we hop into these mainstreams? What we got? Well, to start things off, Tyson Fury did defeat Francis Naganu in a super fight this past weekend, but even though Tyson Fury won, Naganu very heavily impressed the boxing community, and he's now already... After just one fight, he is now ranked in the top 10 in the top 10 WBC heavyweight fighters. I mean, that's pretty expected. Like, Tyson Fury was not going to lose, so... I mean, yeah, but but can we even count off on one hand, actually? How many people have actually put Tyson Fury on the floor? No one. That was the first. Nobody has ever put Tyson Fury out, like, like actually clo clocked him to where he was like, oh, shit. That's what I'm saying. No one before him. So, that is definitely something where I would say Naganu is definitely someone to keep eyes on. I definitely can see him having a, a full-fledged boxing career, especially with seeing the fact that he's currently being trained by Mike Tyson. So, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily see this being a bad option for him. Now, moving into a few unfortunate injury reports. Eric of the Viking Raiders had another neck fusion surgery, which is the primary reason why he's been off of TV the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't believe it was anything that he got injured on TV. I think it was just something that he needed done. But his buddy Ibar is moving up to the intercontinental title scene yes 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 he has a he has a four-way match this week coming up on raw depending on whoever wins they will get a number one contendership to the intercontinental title which honestly i'm more so just like why why didn't you just have an intercontinental title match on crown jewel seeing as gunther is one of the most is one of the more popular stars on the roster right now but you know i don't do the booking <laughs> triple h anywho we also have brian danielson out with a broken orbital bone and it is stating that he'll be out for the remainder of 2023. Now, although the storyline is currently saying that he injured it in the Okada match, that's not actually what happened. Um, it was actually during his match on Collision with Andrade that he injured his over the bone. Um, it's just they decided to say Okada for storyline purposes. I don't know. He was supposed to have a match at, um, at, at Wrestle Kingdom in, in January, but I don't know if he's going to make that. He probably would, but I don't know. Knowing Danielson and knowing his workout regime... And knowing also his diet, he'll probably be able to figure it out. But there are also rumors now going around stating that Claudio is going to be challenging Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. I wouldn't be mad at that. I don't think anyone would be mad at that. And then to round out our injury report, Alex Shelley is currently out with an injury that has been undisclosed by Impact Wrestling. And he sustained it during their recent UK tour. Um, now, does this mean that we're going to have another situation where the world title has to be relinquished? Gods, I hope not, because that has happened way too much in Impact this year. Well, it's undisclosed. We don't know how long you're going to be out. This is true. So, I mean, all we can say right now is that we hope Alex Shelley has a speedy recovery and we hope to see him back in a ring soon. Speaking of Impact, Wrestling. Impact Wrestling signed Leon Slater. He's a he's very big right now in the UK wrestling scene. If you haven't watched his matches, make sure you watch him. 
He's honestly very good. They signed him to a long-term deal to their now TNA brand. So this will be another new signing to their to the TNA era of Impact Wrestling slash TNA slash Global Force slash whatever the hell else it's called. The question is, will they be able to get more big stars like Will Ospreay where he goes in the free agency next year? Well, he was just on their Outside the Lines podcast. So honestly, and I mean, he, look, anywhere Ospreay goes right now would be a good move for him. Just because the thing is is that he himself is make is turning himself into a pretty big star he's made himself into a big name just because i mean not just off the fact of all the big names that he's beaten just in the last six months but i mean just his in-ring capability his mic capability like he's just overall a very good wrestler so i feel like anywhere he goes he will be valued as a very good wrestler like on like he goes to impact i could see him holding a world title he goes to AEW, i could see him holding the AEW world championship at some point he goes to wwe I can see him holding either the universal title or the world heavyweight title at some point. Like, no matter what company he goes to, I can see him being a world champion. The only thing is that he actually, when he was interviewing, I think it was with Sports Illustrated, and they asked him about WWE, he said he would be completely open to moving to the States and taking a job with WWE. The only difference being that he's not used to being told what to do. He's used to the creative freedom. He's used to figuring it all out on his own. He's not used to having a team of writers tell him what to say. Only time will tell. This is true. And then with an in-ring return of sorts, Ronda Rousey will be making her wrestling return with Marina Shafir coming up this month at Wrestle Revolver in a tag match against Athena and her minion in training, Billy Starks. Listen, we can say all we wanted about Ronda. Like, uh, her first run was absolutely incredible. Second run, terrible. Now, her going into the indies, this might definitely uh, develop her craft in her wrestling uh, ability, especially in teaming up with one of our, let's say, um, MMA horsewomen. So that, that would be a good thing. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely can't disagree with that. And then the Creed brothers got called up this week to the main roster. They faced off against the Alpha Academy in a winning effort, surprisingly. And most people are saying that by seeing this win over the Alpha Academy, that they're saying this is this is the Creed brothers call up to the main roster. Would you say so, Trico? Absolutely. How would you feel about the Creed brothers being up to the main roster? Do you think it's too soon or do you think that this is good timing? No, nah, go to the main roster. I mean, what else for them to do on NST? They already won the tag team titles there. So put them on the main roster. Like, there's really nothing for them else for them to do in NST. You're right. You're right. Speaking of nothing else better to do, All In 2024 is happening. But didn't we already know that from the end of All In this year? Yes. Like, didn't they already say at the end of the pay-per-view that they were coming back next year? Yes. So then what the fuck was the point of the announcement? I mean, listen, uh, it's great that you want to do like freaking er earlier early tickets i get that but like still what's the point you could have done that like on a, on a on a circumstance that really did that really didn't matter but like what are you gonna social do media posting yeah like what are you gonna do big announcements like we're expecting something big not something mid yeah like i mean the only time he's ever done a big announcement and it actually was a big announcement was when he announced that he bought ring of honor like that's really the only big announcement he's ever done that's it like why are you going to be releasing pre-sales to an event that's happening next august in december why what is the point what is the point of doing this long-term storytelling he hasn't been doing that lately only just for the mjf at a gold storyline 
Everything else has become a one offer. Everything else is fucking mid-card bullshit. Speaking of a company that doesn't have their heads in their asses, New Japan Pro Wrestling has now set new guidelines for fans to follow in respect to their wrestlers. Now, if you haven't read about this, and Trico, I already know you're going to get a laugh out of this. Basically, what's happening now is that there have been way too many fans that have been waiting for wrestlers outside of Japan, whether it's outside of their hotels, outside the airports, outside restaurants, outside train stations, you name it, they're there. So New Japan has now stated new rules stating that fans are not allowed to wait outside of these areas that wrestlers are at because this is invading their personal lives, which it is. So, and the and here's the best part. If they do not listen and they still try to wait outside, they will then face legal prosecution for harassment. I actually agree with that because we have been too many incidents where fans is like, annoying the fans' privacy, I'm like, uh-uh. You do that again, you get your butt arrested. Oh, yeah. And with that being said, I mean, honestly, I'm gonna call out this one dude that I that decided to try to talk some shit on Instagram with our posting about the whole Sasha or not Sasha Banks about the whole Mercedes Monet situation at New York Comic Con trying to tell me that. Oh, well, since they're at a certain celebrity status, they need to be they need to be willing to deal with this and they need to be willing to tell us what's going on. I'm sorry. What? You little entitled prick. Let me tell you one thing. One, just because somebody is of a certain celebrity status does not mean you are entitled to any type of information whatsoever about that person. If they want to tell you, they'll tell you. If they don't, fuck off. Two, just because of the fact that you pay for an autograph or pay to go to a show or pay for their t-shirt or pay for their wrestling figure or do any of that you know that's on your own free fucking will right they're not holding a goddamn gun or knife to your throat telling you that you have to go fucking buy it or else you know they're gonna kill little jimmy yeah if you guys want to hear all all need to calm down and chill the fuck out yeah if you guys want to hear our full epic rate at least my full epic rate on that y'all check out our last episode that we did yeah, now moving on to our next mainstream topic, but before we do, if you haven't already, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms then so that then you can watch my rants. If you haven't already, make sure you're on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Respect the Combat. If you're on X, make sure it's at RTC Podcast 1. Surprisingly, Paul Felder is back in the drug pool? It has been reported now that Paul Felder has re-entered the USADA drug pool as of last month, meaning if he keeps clean for the next six months, he would be able to return to the ring in 2024 of April. Now, he retired. So is this going to be an in-ring return? It could be. Only time can tell in the good old words of Trico. And on a more happier note, we would like to congratulate Gigi Dolan and Zachary Wentz on their engagement. And I swear to God, Kimberly, if you try to get involved in this bullshit, I swear my foot will go so far up your goddamn ass. I'll turn you into a popsicle stick. But... <laughs> Wow. Fucking drama-ridden bitch. That's why, that's why all you can do is be a veterinarian now. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Before I go on more of a rant because Kimberly. Jake Paul has accepted PFL's offer for a cage fight. Wait, am I reading this right? Jake Paul is going to get into a fucking cage with Nate Diaz. Is he Is he stupid? I mean, if you want to uh, try something different, go for it. I mean, this isn't trying something different. This is trying suicide. I mean, f- look, boxing Nate Diaz is one thing. Getting in a cage with Nate Diaz? Uh... Bruh, that's not a good idea. I wonder who's been training him. Yeah, Conor McGregor. You know, the one guy that got his ass beat by Nate. Oh, 
You're done. Five minutes later. Fucking roll today. Oh, God. Conor McGregor. Wow. And looks like WWE is having a lot of TV endorsements lately as recently Seth Seth freaking Rollins was talking about his last meal with mythical chef Josh and now Becky Becky Lynch will be featured on the next Celebrity Jeopardy. Them two have been busy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those two are hella busy, bro. Like they're like they always stay busy. And with that, and also we would like to send out a good a big old congratulations to the Texas Rangers, who for the first time in their franchise's 63-year history have won a World Series championship. Woohoo! And Corey Seaver becomes the fourth player to win multiple MVP awards. Yep. Congratulations on him. And now we gotta wait till the next season for the next um uh, baseball season. Yep, now we just gotta wait till next year, next April. And now moving on to back over to the UFC fighter. Derek Lewis was charged with reckless driving in Houston going. He was going 86 miles over the speed limit. And this man laughed it off. Like, bro, were you, were you on, bro? Were you on some meth? Were you on that crack? You know, crack kills. Man, he probably mixed the two and then put, and then put a little sprinkle of fentanyl in there. And then just was just like, I can see sound. Wee! And he did this where he scheduled for a UFC fight night main event. What a dummy. Oh, God. Court date set for December 27th. You need you need Jesus. Speaking of you need Jesus, AEW has decided to sign Ric Flair to a multi-year contract. And he's already stated he would like a match with MJF. Uh, no, sir. I just have one thing to say to this. Why? And to top of all that, did you hear, you watched Last Dynamite? Uh, that, that gets worse. Like, Paul White, in two weeks, is going to be in a match with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho in a six-man street fight against the fa- uh, the Don Callis family. Like, come Why? on, man. Why like, would you put the big show in a freaking six-man street fight? Like, if it's a one-off, I understand. But if it's going to be long-term, like, you couldn't even pick up Keith Lee. And he's like, just as the just as the big size as Powers Hobbs, but instead we get Paul White. Yeah, and I mean, I read a little bit further into it from Fightful Select about why Ric Flair was signed. I guess they're kind of doing like the same thing, like what WCW did back in 1994 when they signed Randy Savage. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, back in 1994, WCW. Signed Randy Savage to a multi-year deal where they openly stated that most of his contract was paid off by the Slim Jims, by his Slim Jim sponsorship. So that's basically what AEW is now doing with Ric Flair in part where they will be promoting his new energy drink, literally called Woo! And in case no one knows what that is, it's a mushroom infused energy drink. I'm starting to think Ric Flair's turning into a hippie. Oh, God. And with all that, that is it for our mainstream highlights this week. And now moving into our first main topic of the week, we will be recapping NXT Halloween Havoc Night 2, where we did see Lola Vice win the women's NXT breakout tournament, where now she has a contract for a NXT Women's Championship match at any time of her choosing. What did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you said Lola Vice was going to win. 305 represent. Yeah, I know you were happy about that. And then we also saw the return of Wes Lee 
and has his eyes set on Dirty Dom and the North American title. Please, for the love of God, take that title off of Dom. Please. I mean, yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the amount of hate, the amount of hate that he's gotten because of winning that title, has definitely elevated it a bit. And especially with the long reigns that Carmelo, um, Wesley, and now he has had with it. Like, I definitely think the title itself has been a bit more elevated. No, it's not. Because you have a main roster star holding a, a, a development of the title. No. No. Yeah, you have a main roster star that's usually sucking on mommy's thumb. Anyway, Trick is back. And Trick looks like he's pissed at Melo. Do you think Melo's the one that actually jumped Trick? I mean, we could have got some sort of answer, but Baron Corner had to run that up. Yeah, that was just random. Where I, like I thought we were actually gonna get something there in the ring, and then all of a sudden Baron Corbin just jumps Eli Dragon off backstage, and it's just like, what the fuck? God damn it, Corbin! This is why no one likes you. I mean, just by all that, that that basically set up the main event for a deadline. Uh, Corbin and Elia Dragon off for the title. Yep, yep. It looks like that's where it's going, definitely. And sticking within WWE, um, we do have Crown Jewel coming up this weekend. Uh, from the lovely country of Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And in case you guys don't know the full card, it's actually quite a stacked one. I'm not gonna lie. This card, this is actually one of the better ones they've put together. Like honestly, the la like Crown Jewel always was the laughable one, as far as pay per views go. But this year's card is actually pretty decent. I'm not gonna lie. Would you agree, Trico? Yeah, yeah this one looks good. Like, this is basically Saudi Arabia's WrestleMania. And going down the card, on the kickoff show, we will have Sami Zayn taking on J.D. McDonough, which, I mean, <clears throat> okay. This kind of honestly could have easily been a main... Uh, uh, this honestly could have just been a raw, a raw match, but whatever. It gives them a pay-per-view. It gives them a pay-per-view pay uh, match. Even though this is kind of shitty, just because it's like the last time... I mean, he goes from main eventing WrestleMania to now being on the kickoff show. Whatever. Then for the main card, we have WWE Women's Champion EO Sky defending her championship against Bianca Belair. John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest. And then for the United States Championship, we have Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. For the Women's World Championship, we have Women's World Champion Rhea Ripley facing off against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez in a fatal five-way match. For the World Heavyweight Championship, we have Seth freaking Rollins facing off against Drew McIntyre. And for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, we have the Universal Champion Roman Reigns defending against L.A. Knight. Now, there is only one match on this card that I genuinely would like to predict for, even though I know that Donnez doesn't like it when we do this, but we're going to do it! And Trico, I think you already know which match I want to do. Yep. What's your prediction? So I'm gonna go down and listen to everything he said. Um, if uh, EO can get get past Bianca Belair, we'll say I'll say EO for the second. But I don't know if she's gonna get past Bianca Belair, but we'll see. John Cena, just because uh, um, there he put it right in the wall, say, oh, he hasn't won a singles match in, in like years. So John Cena, Cody Rhodes, because. This already teased that Damian Priest might get kicked out of the Judgment Day. Logan Paul, just because the, with him winning the United States title, he's going to take that title everywhere he goes. 
And then by the time we get to WrestleMania, he'll lose it to LA Knight. Well, Rhea Ripley is retaining her title because I don't see her literally losing it any at any time. Probably to Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 40. Seth Rollins, just because Drew McIntyre hasn't signed a new contract yet, because I think his contract up is, is at um at WrestleMania 40. I think that's when his contract is up. And as much as I want LA Knight to, to win, but no one's beating Roman. I'm sorry. The only person that's beating Roman Roman. It's Cody at, at WrestleMania. So I'm sorry to, to disappoint your hopes and dreams with LA Knight. And uh, yeah, I almost forgot the kickoff show. Says Sammy Jane. Yeah, the only one that I'm going to predict, and I already know that you're going to be like, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm seeing a new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, LA Knight. I'm saying it's going to happen because Vince isn't in charge. Okay, I'll say this. The only way we'll see and new if The Rock is committed for WrestleMania, and then we get Roman versus Raj for the true stats of the head of the table. That's the only way I see it. Right. No, I get what you're saying. I just personally think, like, with how... I just feel like with how little he's been on television lately, it would probably work better if... It would just work better if he was just not the champion anymore. They need somebody on that's actually going to be you know, avail that's actually going to be available on TV regularly. You get what I mean? Yeah. But with that being said, overall, I do think this will be a really good pay-per-view. Um, very excited to see how it plays out. Um, I've already uh, cleared out my schedule for the weekend just so that then I can relax and enjoy the pay-per-view. But moving on to our next topic, and before we do... If you haven't already, like we said before, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. If you're on Instagram, Threads, or TikTok, at Respect the Combat. If you're on X, at RTC Podcast One. And also make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, just so that then you get notified before the new, for the new episodes before anybody else does. And with all that being said... We get now to the overly complicated, hardcore-themed matches. I mean, Salwin pay-per-view. Overall, Salwin was actually a pretty good match. Um, or not a pretty good match. Salwin was a pretty good pay-per-view. I didn't really get... <clears throat> I didn't get a, a chance to watch it, but I did get the chance to watch some highlights, and from what I saw, it definitely seemed like a fun pay-per-view. Um, it was in my neck of the woods uh, because it was in Cleveland. I'm personally located in Columbus, but... It's only like a two-hour drive from here. Just to go down the list, uh, Brandon Day defeated Man Bun Jesus. Jordan Clearwater and the Country Gentleman defeated the Outrunners. Samantha Starr defeated Miss Misa Kate, Chelsea, and Tiffany Neves to earn a number one contendership to the NWA Women's World Championship. The Immortals defeated Daisy Kills and Talos to become the new NWA United States Tag Team Champions. Magic Inc. Um... Alex Misery, Judas, and Max the Impaler defeated Sal the Pal, Gags the Gimp, Koa Laxamana, and Magnum Muscle. And now since Sal and Gags lost, Sal and Gags will forever be indentured to Father James Mitchell. Whatever the hell that means. Rush Freeman was defeated by Brady... Rush Freeman defeated Brady Pierce, meaning now Brady Pierce has to leave the NWA. Colby Carino defeated Joe Alonzo to retain the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. The Southern Six defeated the Headbangers 
in a rock and roll tag team match. Jack Stane defeated Blake Bulletproof Troop in a submission match. Pretty Empowered defeated Taylor Rising and Natalia Markova to retain the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championships. Thrillbilly Silas Mason defeated Chris Adonis for, to retain the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. The Brothers of Funstruction and Violent J defeated Vampiro and La Rebellion in a Riddlebox six-man tag team match. Jesus Christ, this card is long. Kenzie Page defeated Ruthie J to retain the NWA Women's World Championship. Blunt Force Trauma defeated Knox and Murdoch to retain the NWA World Tag Team Championships. And EC3 defeated Tom Latimer to retain the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. As you can see, this was a very big card. Jesus, that was a mouthful to get through. Trico, did you get a chance to watch any of this or not really? Not really. Ah, okay. Like I said, overall, it was a pretty fun pay-per-view. And it was... Honestly, I'm kind of curious to see what NWA now does in the future with their territories. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens with them. But, I mean, Billy Corgan seems pretty smart with his doing, so we'll just have to wait and see. And now, hopping over the pond, even though we're not really hopping over the pond because we're just going to Philly. Um, or not Philly, Las Vegas. My bad. Um, we are now going to be going over Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which was New Japan, which is a New Japan Strong show this past weekend. Featured at Sam's Town Live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Just to go down the card so you guys can see. On the prelims, we had Matt Vandegrift defeat Buck Skynear in a singles match. And then in a six-man tag team match, Team Filthy defeated Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Danny Limelight. No, wait, that is Team Filthy. I'm sorry. They defeated Titus Alexander, Jacob Austin Young, and Balian Aki. I had a dumb moment. Don't, don't, don't judge me, okay, people? And then for the main cards, Satoshi Kojima defeated Jeff Cobb, Fred Rosner, and Alex Coughlin to now become the new number one contender to the Strong Openweight Championship, which, yes, Eddie Kingston versus Satoshi Kojima. Oh my God, take my money. I would watch that over and over and over and over and over again. And then Zuxigs and Stephanie Vakir defeated Lovia and John Robbie. In a tag team match. I already know I butchered that. Don't fucking judge me. Tom Lawler defeated Gabriel Kidd via pinfall in a singles match. In an eight-man tag team match that was a anniversary match to Atlantis, the famous luchador, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Mystico, Atlantis Jr., and Atlantis defeated Rocky Romero, Tiger Mask, Soberano Jr., and Adrian Quest by pinfall. And then in a singles match for the Strong, for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, Julia defeated Hayan via pinfall. Later on that evening when she went backstage, she was then confronted by Trisha Adora, who made it very well known that she wants a title match. That will also be a very, very good match, I already know. And then in a tag team match for the strong openweight tag team championships gorillas of destiny hikuleo and el phantasmo defeated monster sauce made up of alexander and lance archer and then in a singles match for the strong openweight championship eddie kingston retained against hanare which hell yeah I did not want to... I mean, Hanari's gotten a lot better, but I just don't think he's ready for a title yet. And then just five guys, which I mean, technically now they're just six guys, but just five guys, Yuya, Uimara, and Sanada, 
ended in a t versus Tetsuya Naito and Hiromu Takahashi ended in a time limit draw, which honestly does not happen very often in New Japan. So there has to be some type of so story going on here. And then to round out the night, Shingo Tagagi defeated Tamatanga to become the new three-time Never Openweight Champion. And he was then challenged by Trent Barreto, where now they will be facing off at Lone Star Shootout, which will be which is ne the next New Japan Strong event in Austin, Texas. Did you get a chance to watch this at all, Trico, or no? Mm -mm. Okay. So this overall was again very good show by New Japan. They put on a very nice they put on a very nice show. They always do, honestly. Thankfully, they didn't hot potato too many titles, but I'm getting really sick and tired of that never open weight title getting switched off every two months. But anywho, moving on to our next topic, we will now be going over Power Struggle, which will be going on this weekend early on. Um, if you're in the states, it'll be starting around I want to say like about 3 a.m. on Saturday. So it will most likely end up already being aired before this post. So, again, don't judge us. We're just talking about it. Just to go down the card, as once again, this is a very, very big card. My voice hates me right now. In the prelims, we have Bolton Oleg, Ryusuke Taguchi, and the DKC versus Strong Machine J, Mochizuki Jr., and Yoshiki Kato. And then for the main card... In a tag team match, we have Youngblood compiled of Oscar Leube and Yuto Nakashima versus United Empire, Callum Newman, and Jeff Cobb. And then in a four-way tag team match, we have Musashi Komatsu versus Ichiban Sweet Boys, which is Robbie Eagles and Kosei Fujita versus El Despewado, which is El Desperado and Master Wado versus Bullet Club War Dogs of Drilla Maloney and Clark Connors. And then another six-man tag team match, we have Intergalactic Jet Setters made up of Kevin Knight and Kushida and Tamatanga taking on Los Ingobernables de Japón, Titan, Bushi, and Shingo Tagagi. And then in another tag team match, we will see just five guys, Sonata, Yu Sonata and Yuya Uimara versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, Tetsuya Naito and Yoda Suji. And then in a singles match, we will see David Finley versus Tongaloa. In another singles match, we will see John Moxley versus Great Okan. In a six-man tag team match for the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championships, we will see Chaos, compiled of Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, take on TMDK, which is made up of Zack Sabre Jr., Mikey Nichols, and Shane Haste. And then in the 2023 Super Junior Tag League Finals, we have Catch-22, made up of TJP and Francesco Akira, versus House of Torture, made up of Sho and Yoshinobu Kanimaru. And then a singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, we have Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Ishimori. And then in a singles match for the IWGP United Kingdom Heavyweight Championship, we have champion Will Ospreay defending against... Shota Umino. Overall, once again, this this looks like a very good card. Should be a very good pay-per-view. Pushed out by New Japan Pro Wrestling. And with all that being said, we'll be right back, folks. Light signatures, leaving a lasting impression on your followers. Headlights designed to light up your face. An all-wheel drive that insists on weather instead of resisting it. High speed without moving. And range 
Measured by the freedom it gives you. That's progress you can feel. Gift ready. Champions of the world! For the greatest event in history. In 2026, we will bring the world together. Three countries, 16 cities, 48 teams, 104 games. All of us, united as individuals, united as billions. So you and you and all of you, bring your game to the beautiful game. We are FIFA. We are football. New song, Somos. We are 26. And with that, we are back. And ah, how are you feeling, Trico? Hey, we had a lot of good stuff in the first half. But uh, this next topic coming up, I don't know if I'm feeling good about this one. Oh, yeah. The next topic will definitely be will definitely be a hard one to go on. But with that being said, we'll, we are now moving into our flashback of the week. And with that... With that, our flashback this week is we are looking at the five-year anniversary of Evolution, which was the all-women's pay-per-view that was held by WWE about five years ago. It did have a good turnout, but at this point in time, Trico, would you say that WWE still has the roster depth for a part two, regardless of the need for it? Absolutely not. And why would you say that? Listen, like... The, the roster is bland. Like, you can't even tell no stories uh, between the women. Like, there's nothing there for them to go on. And the same thing goes for uh, for AEW. Like, the, the, their, their women's roster is bland, too. And you barely have no stories there. Well, we we got a mid-story uh, between, like, Sky Blue and um, uh, freaking uh, with the uh, goddamn, what's her, her freaking name? But you know what I'm saying. But it's on the tip of my toe. But but um yeah. But it's really no story between the women. Like the none of them is very like entertaining, except for Tony Storm. Love you, girl. So that way you don't have to hit me with the shoe. And um, but but yeah, like there's really no need for uh, evolution too. Like there's really no need. Right. No, I get. I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, if they're if their roster has a bit more depth. But yeah, I definitely don't know. Like, and also, what what were you going to say? Like the only company I see that is uh, as capable of Evolution 2 is is TNA Impact. You're right. You're definitely right. And our other open discussion topic for this week is Tony's decisions going to cause a shift in power in AEW soon? Listen. If you keep making bad decisions with our with our legends, such as freaking Paul White and Ric Flair, like the like the TV rays ain't, ain't gonna be that good for you. Right. No, I definitely get what you're saying. Um, honestly, at this point, like with the way he's been booking lately, it's just it's been making the roster upset. It's been it's making them feel un 
undervalued. And it's just, if you're not giving them good stories to work with, they're going to be bored. So it's like, what do you expect? How do you expect them to feel? And with that, we are now going to be moving into our final topic of the, our final topics of the week, as we are now moving into our gaming section and Trico, I'll let you take over on this one. Alrighty. Um, I know some people are kind of like dead when it comes to AEW Fight Forever. Well, we finally got some announcements for the season two of DLC, which includes everyone loves the acclaim. So you're going to get uh, the, the acclaim along with daddy ass. Uh, we're getting uh, outcast. Well, they should have changed it uh, to timeless Tony Storm. But um, I guess they didn't have time to do that. So they, they're going with the outcast version of Tony Storm. And then also a pat, uh, patch 1.07 that will come around that fits a lot of the, um, the, the changes for, for the game. But again, is it, li- is it a little too late or way too late? We don't know. But um, Tekken 8, we got some new announcements. So there was five of its final six based um roster characters, with one being being announced on the twelfth, which includes Devil Jin, Lee, Alisa, Panda, Sophia, one one of my favorite characters, and Victor, a new character to the uh, to the franchise. So I'm loving it already. So we've been getting some good fighting games this year with um. Uh, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, and now Tekken 8. A lot of people say, oh, I thought Tekken 8 was going to be coming out this year, but nah, we got to wait till January. And then um, the netcode was bad during the closed beta, so it is what it is. But um, now, for UFC 5, for those of you who don't know, um, Mike Tyson will be in the game as part of the updated Weavers. And if you don't have the deluxe edition of the game, Muhammad Ali, it's free. That's why I say free, available free for now until November 16th. So after November 16th, you have to buy uh, Muhammad Ali to, to play that character. Man. And then Mortal Kombat 1. So we recently got a trailer for the the first release character part of the combat uh, pack one, and it's a uh, RD man, along with uh, uh Trevor as the uh, cameo fighter, which comes out uh, this coming Thursday. So yeah, so if you want like this, if you like the the gameplay of uh, uh, RD man, you're gonna love playing that character. And then lastly. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2 will be coming out next Tuesday. So if you guys like the first um, uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 1, then you will like uh, uh, All-Star Brawl 2. And with all that, we round out today with another great episode of Respect the Combat. If you haven't already, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. If you're on Instagram, TikTok, or Threads, at Respect the Combat. If you're on X at RTC Podcast One. And with all that being said, my name's Eric. He's Trico. Trico, you got anything else to say to these lovely people? Well, the holiday season is begin. And watch out for Mariah Carey. Oh dear God. Oh, dear God.
I swear to God. Great. Now you're now because you said that, David's gonna open the episode with all I want for Christmas is you. It's you forget he's editing it. Uh, if we get Mariah Carey next week, I blame you, Trico. Oh, you have been warned earlier. It's not my fault. Uh, with all that being said, we're out. We'll see y'all later, folks. <laughs>